In just a few moments, we will hear from the most powerful black man in America today. Everybody, I don't think you heard. The most powerful black man in the world. I started this recording with a heavy heart. Usually I prepare stuff to make sure that my presentation is accurate and is uh, full and I can present the presentation so the audience can get something. I won't be all over the place, but tonight I'm just not feeling. I just felt the need to record. The Breonna Taylor grand jury was yesterday and I want to act like I'm surprised that no cop was charged or indicted, but I'm not. And to me, in my soul, I feel like that's even worse because I knew black people don't get justice in America. And you'll hear people all over, mostly white people say, well, America is better for you. But America is better than it was in 1960. But it's not equal. You'll never hear them say it's equal. You'll always hear them say it's better. If you hear somebody say oh, America is better, challenge them and say, is it equal? Is it equal protection under the law? Because it's not. I could give you names of injustice. Uh, I'll try. Sandra Bland. Let's see how far I get. Sandra Bland, Trayvon Martin, Brianna, Brianna Taylor, George Floyd, Tamir Rice, Amar Arbery. I mean, the list goes on. It. The more I, when I start to say them, that's why I stop because it's trauma. It's it's literally trauma to black people. And for people that listen to this and are not black. Just understand, imagine getting up every morning knowing that even though you've tried your best to be successful, be smart, go to school, get a degree, do everything the right way in America, you can still be treated unfairly because of perception, because of hatred, <clears throat> because of racism. That has nothing to do with what you did or how you performed or, you know, how you acted. It's just because of perception. And then seeing that backed up by other people who try to hide their perception until it comes out. I'm, in 2020, I'm seeing that a lot. Uh, 2020 has opened my eyes to the closet racist or whatever we want to call them they come out and they tried to hide in the shadows but 2020 brought it out because of everything that's been happening and they're out there and i hope everybody is opening their eyes to who they are and if you stay silent if you're not a person of color and you know things are wrong and you stay silent you are complicit you are part of the problem now i'm not saying you have to be an activist and be out on the front line and 
know, be at every fight, but you have to at least acknowledge that this is wrong and it keeps happening. Let me tell you something, and I'm going to go back to it again, black trauma. Black people live with trauma every day because they're stereotyped, because they're all lumped in one group. And I see this all the time, and I'm not going to say you where I work, but the area I work, um, I work around a lot of white men, and they get to live their lives as individuals. Black people don't get to do that. They have to live their lives in a monolith as one. That's why we have the family mentality. And you always see black people in any profession or anywhere where it's where they're the minority. They always try to huddle together and try to get each other's back because they know what they're up against in the system. Systematic racism is real. I'm going to go back to it again. Black trauma. Black people have to deal with this all the time. And I'm going to keep emphasizing it because imagine going through all of this, all of these different incidents, having to wake up, <laughs> go to your job, put on your happy face, do your job while listening to criticisms on why black people shouldn't critique or hold the police officers accountable. That's trauma. That is trauma because you have to repress it in order to live in that environment because you're not the majority, you're the minority. I don't like to speak for black people, but I promise you 99% of black people that live in America live through that. They live through that. And it's hard. It's taxing. It is exhausting. It really is. And sometimes you get to where you don't know what to do because it's it's an everyday thing. You know, um, you know you can't do certain things. You know you can't act a certain way. You know you don't have equal protection in the law. But they still want you to be an American. You can give your life. You can save somebody. You can pay taxes. But you do not have equal protection under the law. That's black trauma for black people. I don't care what anybody says. I'm, I'm just Tired. Tired. I give you a quote and I read it and it's from James Baldwin and it, man, it resonates now even more. And he said, I forgot, I think it was in 1961 or 62, he said a debate. He said, to be a Negro in America is to be a, in a state of rage almost all the time. And I heard that quote. I kind of knew what it meant. But in the last five years, I definitely know what it means now. It means the buildup of black trauma in black people and to live in a state of rage because it's like every day the same thing is happening with the same outcome. And you hear the same critiques and you see the same people that you work with 
who want you to give their life or do maintain professionalism turn around and say crazy stuff and say, hey, we live in America. It's the greatest country in the world. Which it is, but it's still a lot of trauma here for black people. Breonna Taylor, we let you down. And I mean, that's the simplest way I can put it. You know, because yeah, they'll get they may get a bill, some things may get changed, but we won't get justice for your life. Along with Sandra Bland and George Floyd and countless others, Trayvon Martin, we could we could fill up a whole book with names of black people that have been murdered. But what's interesting is, you know, the story of Fred Hampton and Breonna Taylor are eerily similar gunned down in their own homes. Um, their homicide both justified. The case is never solved and both of their families got monetary uh, sums of money for their murder, but they never got justice. If you listen to this, look up Fred Hampton's case and see how eerie, eerily similar it is to Breonna Taylor. I don't know what else to say because I just feel like we're in a state of emergency in this country when it comes to being a minority, emergency. And the more we try to assimilate and do all the right things and speak the right way and don't get in trouble and it don't matter because you can be a Maude Alberry running, jogging down your street and two white dudes who feel like you shouldn't be running down that street and want to accost you and ask you where you're going can murder you in cold blood as it's videotaped and almost get away with it. This is America. Black trauma. What we living with. And we have to pick it up and put it in our backpack every day and carry it and smile like we're happy. You know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of I watched that movie, The Joker, where he was smiling and he drew his smiley face on for the world to see because he was a clown. And he had to make people smile and laugh and be happy. That's how I feel it is for minorities in America today. We have to smile and make people happy, make them dance because, you know, we move the culture, play basketball, play football. As long as we're doing all that stuff, we are okay. But the moment we say, hey, man, our black lives matter, that is not okay to society. It's almost a stay in your place, black man, black woman. So the Joker movie reminds me of just being happy on the outside but having utter rage on the inside because you see these repeated repeated cases come out we expect justice we get it on videotape we get all the evidence everything is right there and then it's an acquittal or 
you know, it doesn't go to the grand jury or they say that, you know, um, their background comes into question or they say they have uh, immunity because they're police or whatever excuse it is, it's there. It's there. And I'm just tired. I don't even know what else to say. I just wanted to record this. And the last thing I'm going to say is Black people in America are an endangered species. In just a few moments, we will hear from the most powerful black man in America today. Everybody, I don't think you heard. The most powerful.